0: Welcome, one and all, to Picard, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Star Trek universe. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Bonjour, Pete.
1: If you don't shut up, I will find a way to destroy you. Picard, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 206, two of one, comes to you now via shot of adrenaline with a norepinephrine chaser.
0: Pete, round these parts yesterday over on the Pop Culture Podcast feed. We were talking uh, Moon Knight, episode 102, a show in which a main character has a devil on their shoulder that only the main character can see but sometimes shows up in reflection. So, as you can tell, completely different from Star Trek Picard. Totally. What are the
1: odds these two episodes come out back-to-back days? And here we are talking about them back-to-back days.
0: Yeah, using a storytelling tool, which is not new, but also is, you know, this is not a, this is not the screwdriver in the toolbox that everyone reaches for. Um, Pete, speaking of the road uh, less traveled, though enjoyably so, uh, tomorrow we'll be talking a little Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, as there was a teaser trailer revealed at uh, Star Trek Missions Chicago, hashtag Star Trek Chai. Uh, over the weekend and uh, always great to be getting back into the surprisingly hilarious, surprisingly heartfelt area that is Star Trek Lower Decks. Really looking
1: forward to their return and talking about that. And then, Matt, we gave you a little Strange New Worlds this week. uh, And that feed needs your ratings and reviews on
0: Apple Podcasts,
1: please.
0: But the focus now, Starship Picard. So let's head into our mission briefing. Against darkness,
1: Rios' voice echoes for Admiral Picard to stay with them. Talon calls him by name. Picard lies on the pavement, a single stream of blood coming from his mouth. um, As images from his childhood flash in his mind. They need to get him to a hospital 34 minutes earlier. Picard is at the Europa mission gala with Talon surveying the scene. She points out that he's done it again, called her Laris. He thought she might be her ancestor. She points out his voice does a funny little thing when he says her name. She asks who she is uh now she knows what it looks like when he lies
0: we see Rios in line getting ready uh for all to enter he's first in line from our little crew Picard checks in with gerardi uh who we are reminded has been captured on purpose due to Queenie being in her head having helped get her captured on purpose uh knocks out the guards with a spray uh then she tries to slide over the seat uh queenie uh, pardon me jurati needs help from the queen who gives some some extra oomph to break free from her shackles the ids get uploaded all is well uh queenie wants them to get uh, walking there's no reason to not enjoy the evening while there's all these other uh you know dangerous missions going on and so forth we head into the credits, who show all our regulars from last week, including Brent Spiner and special guest star John Delancey. The episode is written by Cindy Apple and Jane Mags, and directed by Jonathan Frakes.
1: He's not going to make it, Rios tells us, as Picard is now on a gurney with his shirt open and a doctor examining him. His pulse is audible and visible with more flashback Flashes 26 minutes earlier, lively jazz music plays as the gala is in full swing. Rafi and Seven are at the bar, not far from Rene Picard. Rios is there as well, as Picard and Talon are watching uh, Rene. gerardi rejoins the party, as uh, later identified as a Mission Commander Musa orders Renee to come take a photo with a dignitary. Talon thinks she looks all right, but notes she's gotten pretty good on putting on an act. There's this thing she does with her earlobe. She also admits in protecting Renee from afar for 24 years, she may have lost her touch when it comes to engaging with humans. She's never spoken to Renee. Picard asks, who's watching over Talon? but she deflects with 10 hours until Renee enters quarantine and that they need to keep her safe until then.
0: I would be interested to hear from any listeners who might be in uh, the kind of behavioral health sector of the world. Um, Are tells like this, the pulling at the earlobe when stressed? um, I mean, look, we've all heard of this in kind of like the poker table convention and I'm sure it's true enough there to a certain degree, but I wonder if this is a real, real thing or if this is like vaguely based on truth, but something as emotion as big as an earlobe tug, something that's gonna play well on camera versus a, you know, a I don't know, a biting of the lip while at the poker table or that sort of thing. Uh we go to Girati, who is drinking. We see Queenie in the reflection. No, no, Pete, she's not trapped in there. Okay, this is not Moon Knight. It's just the storytelling way to introduce Queenie being there, but not there. Just um, a
1: house guest, gerardi says.
0: Well, that's what gerardi thinks. If only she knew how the episode <laughs> ends, all right? Uh, Queenie has had fun talking to the team members, including the one that Agnes had intercourse with, Yowza. Okay, let's keep things moving, Pete. To Rafi, who's pondering a drink, but gets a club soda instead. Uh, I love that there's kind of that. Simple nod to uh, what we saw was some substance abuse in the last season that seems Rafi is ha, has has uh, dealt with since the adventures of the first season. Rios has a cigar, a real cigar, a real match inside this covered box. Um, he's glowing and happy. 21st century Earth is so fun and intense. It's dirty and musical with amazing food. Um, so. Good news Pete nobody in the 21st century of the Star Trek universe knows that there is nuclear holocaust not too far away um No, knows not. <laughs> yeah well no in the Star Trek universe hopefully we've hopefully we're not on the Star Trek path i guess i don't know um there, there's a rough road ahead it's been a long I road they also have a
1: mission leaving for Europa and apparently genetic <laughs> android hybrid stuff so
0: yeah Rafi knows this, though, Pete, that, uh, that uh, Rios' smile from Dr. Teresa you know, is, is quite a smile. But don't forget, don't go there. There's time travel and whatnot. There's maybe podcasts that want to ponder, is Rios his own grandpa, that sort of thing. Uh, Rafi's trying to wave him off of it. Uh, they also consider Seven, who has let go of the Borg baggage, physical and mental, Uh, Rafi, of course, has her own baggage as she sees a glimpse of an Elnor not there.
1: In a tux there at another high-top table before that vision disappears. Picard asks if Renee normally drinks this much, but Talon thinks that with quarantine coming, it's a last hurrah. She does the thing with her ear as she checks her phone, which usually means the beginning of a downward spiral. Talon has an intercept program on her phone and sees Renee is texting Therapist Q, whatever or whatever, uh, that she's not ready and is going to tell Musa that she's scrubbing out after the party. Picard wants to speak with Renee, but Talon won't let him break her code she wonders if Q is right. Picard wonders if Talon isn't ready. She wants to help Rene's odds by getting Musa out of play, and Picard says they need Girati to speak his language. Picard calls for Girati, who's not answering, and the Queen notes the attention they've been getting Gerardi says it's the dress, but Queenie says it's them together bringing out her potential. Rios taps her on the shoulder to get her attention for Picard. She tells him she must have accidentally turned her communicator off. He asks if she's okay and tells her she can lean on him. He was always great that way, and his eyebrows are doing that cute little thing When he's worried about her, he just wants to know what's going on with her. And Queenie takes over, grabbing him by the tie and pulling him in for a kiss. It was a strong pull, and she admits she's not herself tonight.
0: We move to Renee, who is spiraling downward, all set to quit. It's time for Picard, you know, Pete, our Picard, to jump on in. Uh, He'll think of something, but gets intercepted by Soong. I'm Adam Soong Picard, and we have a friend in common, Mr. Q. Picard suggests Soon, uh, Soong have no part of whatever this is. Uh, Picard is told to walk. Picard could say the same back to Soong. Uh, it turns out Dr. Soong has donated to the board of the Europa mission, uh, and Soong steps aside saying, this guy here, real weirdo, needs to be escorted out and so forth. Uh, we get an act break, then we go back to Picard so hurt. Paddle's clear. Maman. We go back to 14 minutes earlier. And Pete, they're not trying to pad the runtime out. I swear, they're really not. (sighs) Picard is trying to avoid security. He's lost Renee. Rios has eyes on her. Meanwhile, Jurati is talking with Queenie. Uh, All the exits are covered by security. Queenie notes that a distraction is needed. uh, And somehow turns out all the lights with like an EMP blast or something. Uh, A nano electric pulse. Uh, an, an ep which i guess so nanites are in jaradi which i guess i can accept since the little borg toby things went into her i mean is that any more believable
1: than singing shadows of the night by pat benatar
0: pete it's a moment that's played off to the guests as planned entertainment i was not exactly a huge fan uh, of of it i will say this pete and i guess it's allowable in the world of filmed fiction the band is oddly really ready to play the song um which you know if that's the most unbelievable thing in a an episode in a season that involves you know time travel and aliens and robot ladies without legs and whatnot you know the fact that the band knows a fairly popular song you just riff to it as needed you know let's bring it on
1: Gerardi bows, and suddenly uh, the queen is there holding her hand up, proud <laughs> of her, thankful for that flood of endorphins, because those nasty little stress hormones were in the way, but this was her plan all along. She's going to steer the ship for a while, and Gerardi's eyes go black for a second as the queen takes control. As Renee is in full freak out, Picard, now wearing a security name tag, talks to her, telling her to look up and asking her about the model ship above them from the enterprise credits.
0: Yes, that was a nice little uh, reference there, you know, obviously quite consistent with the the vague timeline shown in the enterprise credits and so forth. Uh, It is, of course, OV-165, the spike shuttle that uses less fuel. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard says that he's wise and those who shine uh, the brightest sometimes feel the sting of fear and melancholy in ways that others can never understand. He's talking like he knows her. Of course he does. She's the famous Renee Picard of the Europa mission. Uh, She reminds him of his mother, who loved the stars, and she, too, struggled. Renee notes that fear is a reminder that you're not ready. No, says Jean-Luc. Fear is fear. Fear means you're smart. You understand the risks. Even in the darkest circumstances, there is a light, sometimes a glimmer. Trust that light and find a way back.
1: Yeah, parroting uh, Q as she does to have Picard as the counterpoint here is effective and not the direct between him and his nemesis here, whatever game he might be playing. Um, He almost forgot, though. He was sent there because astronaut Dr. Mae Jemison, who we have had the tremendous pleasure of watching as a moderator for Star Trek panels and presentations, is about to give a toast, and they want all the astronauts on stage Will
0: she be joining them? She says she will, which then Pete had me really excited for what I assume is going to be the next scene in which Dr. Mae Jemison can appear playing herself. Oh, wait, we're about to get Adam soon in a Tesla. Probably Dr. Jemison will appear after that. Nope, that's going to be an exterior... Pete, we never get Dr. Jemison. I don't know where she lives. I don't know if COVID-era stuff prevented her from coming to film and whatnot. Surely there must have been a plan to have her play herself, right? And if you there, tell me it was scrapped... I, you cause... would imagine, right? Like, yeah. I, I've not seen anything as to why it didn't
1: happen. All right. Let, let's say you couldn't do it for a variety of reasons. At least you you got the the shout-out in there. She has appeared in an episode of Star Trek before.
0: Indeed. Pete, we go to the Tesla, okay? Just want to point out, Star Trek has a short, but uh, I would say consistent history with um, Elon Musk equals bad. Uh, Elon Musk was uh, mentioned by Captain Lorca in season one of Discovery. Spoiler alert, Lorca was bad. Now we have uh, Soong in a Tesla. So I'm just saying Star Trek is building a, a resume here, slowly but surely. Elon um, Musk is from the mirror universe? <laughs> Um, that would explain maybe, maybe there's a transporter thing and that's when the Elon Musk with the bad hair got replaced with the one with the good hair. I don't know. Um, but it, regardless, Pete soon reflects on not being able to remove Renee Picard. This is while he's driving. Then we cut to inside. Nope. Outside as the Picards are walking outside to find the quickest way back inside. Okay, do, do you feel the tension, Pete? Okay. Renee wonders if Jean-Luc would like to join the trip on the Europa mission. Uh perhaps next time, he says. Then Pete, you'll never guess. The Tesla drives by hitting Jean-Luc, which ties nicely into the three times that we've seen him injured on the, you know, the ground. Our crew runs toward him. He has a pulse, they need to get to a hospital. Uh doctor maybe a place where they won't ask for id papers scanned to find out that he's actually an advanced science robot from the future admiral stay with us he saved renee here pushing her
1: out of the way um the bio bed on la serena is not gonna do the trick here at the clinic teresa asks if picard has any conditions and seven appropriately Notes, he's had some transplants. Rafi elaborates, he's had everything transplanted, (laughs) which is just a great line. Teresa shocks him, and it fries her defibrillator, but he's okay. She orders everyone out. In Malibu, Corey asks her father, who's arrived back home, what happened to him. All his life, he's invented machines, medicine, and knew he could bend the rules and take risks. She asks if he was driving and needs to call someone. He says he poured his heart into her and let himself believe she was the one and would make it. And now he realizes he's still failed and is going to lose her his life's work i just want to be clear matt he is saying that she is his life's work not his purpose not his flesh and blood real girl daughter
0: (laughs) i don't know what you're trying to set up here work what's that i don't know what you're trying to set up here i don't know what what... i don't don't know either like you're laying down story track i don't know where the train's going She
1: tells him to stop and asks why he's talking like that, like a podcaster and the why matters. And she is his
0: why back to the clinic. We go Picard is overall on the mend. They, everybody else talk about Jurati singing uh, and also weirdly not being in contact right now. Uh, Dr. Teresa is going to go back home for a, a bit. Picard is fine. Just not responsive. Uh, all going to see him, minus Rios, who talks with Doctor Teresa. That uh, defibrillator shouldn't act like that. Who are you, Rios? He says they're the good guys. She says good guys never say that. Which they also don't
1: blame your little kid when it was really something to do with you that uh, caused the defibrillator to short out like that. Corey enters Adam's lab and searches his computer. For news because apparently her little cave like hidey hole has zero internet connection um, learning about his ban for genetic experiments she finds files with videos of a female child she thinks is her but she doesn't remember them she's never seen any of the photos either In a July 11th video, Sung says life signs are looking up and estimates Persephone has a 97% chance of survival. On Friday, August 12th, which could be, Matt, in the following years, 1988, 1994, 2005, 2011, 2016, or get this 2022 we learn that persephone has died from complications at a
0: month old leading to this question who is persephone uh cory well, she's a bit... the daughter of, a, of the gods
1: but well, well, also
0: oh true true um it, it, it's i'm not saying there's anything wrong with this it's slightly weird that like Corey's in this wait mystery. And like, I think most of us already have figured out the answer at this point. As she goes through the files, so many others have died. Uh, uh, Adam reflects on having one more, making sure this one survives Corey. What is she and dad, what did you do? So Pete Corey here, very clearly uh, the end of this lengthy list of uh, prior attempts. The
1: spoinup. Persephata, Artemis. There's other ones you can't quite make out because dialogue overlaps and they're not in the subtitles. These are all daughters of gods. Uh, Corey is an alias for Persephone. Interesting that, you know, Soji, Dodge, and here we are with this now. Um, Meanwhile, back at the clinic, Talon's tech displays Picard's amygdala, responding as if he's in imminent danger. And all of his brain synapses are firing. Seven says brain activity should be minimal in a coma. Talon wonders if it's mental and says he's stuck in there. She could go in for an episode and possibly pull him out using her neuro-optic interceptor, uh, creating a kind of jury-rigged mind-meld. She could then hack into whatever memory or thoughts about Momo that he's fixated on.
0: Pete, it seems to me like they're setting up a bottle episode here for next week. I I know this. Rafi says no. The coma is supposed to be protective. Uh, Talon... Perhaps sensing the episode is 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 late in its uh, thin runtime, uh, Talon notes that whatever uh, Q is doing, going after Renee and so forth, it all needs to be stopped by Jean Luc Picard and Picard alone. Rio says they're going to watch from the outside, and Talon can go inside. We have to try. Statistically, of course, Rafi wonders how much worse could it get. An intercut is Gerardi Walking the streets of Los Angeles alone, suggesting it's going to get worse. With our incoming threat analysis, Pete, let's talk some of these baddies. Top of the list is the Borg Queen. This
1: confidence she's given Gerardi, giving way now to fully taking control. I like that they were using the neurochemicals as a a way of explaining that she was blocked, that her nanites, that her ability to seize control, uh, was impeded and the the plan all along, Oh, I'm going to make this neurotransmitter, uh, jump up and then boom, you can't stop me. Uh, Really good effect with the eyes going black there for just a second. And uh, whatever this plan moving forward, this Borg jacked Girati making her way into the street as if she wasn't dangerous enough in that dress, Matt.
0: (laughs) Also, and I know we've touched on this before, but it's such a great use to kind of get, to get the Borg Queen, to get a Borg presence out of, you know, Borgsville, if you will. We're kind of so used to the collective, the Borg ship, kind of all of that. Yes, we've obviously had Borgs she on. get the...
1: to go on away missions, you know. You never see her anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a great way to take a great actress playing the Borg Queen and to get her out there. I mean, yes, no one else is seeing her and all of that. But we are seeing her, you know, as part of the production. And it's uh, it's a ton of fun. So Just
1: wait until she meets up with the rest of the runaways parents at the cult like church that, uh, her husband who, uh, got voted off the Island rightfully because he was, uh, the actor was, uh, up to bad things, uh, on runaways.
0: Uh, Pete, Los Angeles, not the worst place to live. If you want to work in TV, um, Adam Sung here. I think in line with our threats and for me it was kind of this coalescing thing. I, I know uh you know Noonie and Sung there were pluses and minuses although I feel like overall my TNG memory is he was a, he was a good uh, father to to Data and Lore. We've had later Sungs and earlier Sungs and Enterprise and so forth. It's with Adam Soong here fully revealed As a baddie with these, you know, genetic uh, children who keep dying. Where it was like, oh, there's just something wrong with this whole family.
1: Yeah, I mean, forget him trying to kill Renee and nearly killing Picard. And then whatever he has done here are these clones. Is this, you know uh organic uh and android stuff. Is is this the beginning of the Borg, Matt? What if we find out that somehow a Sung we've never gotten the Borg origin story. Um we know that they exist in 2063. There's Borg of that time. I don't believe we've ever gotten Dialogue to indicate they existed at any earlier
0: point. I know that. I think Gene himself had kind of a vague theory that the Borg could have been could have. Let me stress that. Not, not only is it a, just a theory, but Gene was kind of more positing than than suggesting that the Borg could have been related to the VJUR probe and all of that you know so it's kind of like humanity's machines back upon itself that kind of thing um pete with three episodes uh with pardon me math is important even in star trek with four episodes left it will be interesting to see if that's a road that they want to go down i mean here we've kind of you know we're getting more of the data and family stuff um we're getting obviously Borg stuff. If we want to bring the two together, that could be, that could be very, very interesting.
1: Well, if only there could be one last ride that Picard and the crew of the enterprise D could go on at some point, (laughs)
0: like Picard season three, which of course will bring back every TNG main cast character. Sorry, Wesley, you weren't invited, apparently. Um, But, of course, Brent Spiner... Don't say
1: that. May may, There seems to have been some coyness uh, on social media with uh, showrunner uh, Terry Matalus, co-showrunner.
0: Let me rephrase Uh, myself, Pete. In the triumphant announcement of who's joining uh, and it's this list, it was not, you know, and Will Wheaton returns. It was kind of like... Yeah, it's it's the other folks. Uh, it will be interesting to see how do they find yet another way to bring back Brent Spiner because let's not forget um, Picard season one firmly made it clear that uh, despite what some of the the secondary sources had said, you know, B4 did not work out. B4 was not you know the return of you know the search for Spock, I mean data, the return of Spock, I mean data, you know B4 was not that. So how they work in Brent Spiner will be uh, will be interesting. They have the
1: ability, we've seen this on Star Trek Card. we've seen it uh, elsewhere, uh, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, to obviously de-age on the small screen. And I would fully imagine they'll do something along those lines. But uh, that announcement this week, not the greatest secret, but to get that confirmation... Terry Matalus saying this week, also on social media, that they held this secret uh, tight for 10 months. They were getting the feeling they might lose it soon. So what better way than on first contact day to make that announcement, a little bit of video and dialogue from season three. And uh, it's it's just an unusual aspect that here we are Normally, there's a, a bigger time between these seasons, and you know we're we're wrapping up a season, and maybe they're in the writers' room or they're filming. No, season three is produced; they're in post-production.
0: Uh, Pete, I know we're not in theories yet, but let's do a real-world theory here. Do you think that the production oopsie daisy, which revealed that Paul Wesley was part of Star Trek Strange New Worlds and then sent Star Trek Inc. and PR and all of that into a tizzy in order to officially announce the next day and kind of not close the barn door after the horse had escaped, but sit and go, horses are free now. Um, Do you think that's what got them nervous? Like, oh man, if if this dribbled out, what could be next how about the big picard season three let's let's choose a date let's choose one soon but not so soon that we look weak but let's choose a date two and a half weeks after we announce paul wesley to announce this thing and then we're kind of in the clear so what are your your thoughts there i i don't um
1: like i said i mean after strange new worlds becoming a show you know pike's Enterprise with Spock and Number One, which is something everybody wanted, and we all knew they were working on it. And then, oh, hey, Matt, we got a special announcement here from Anson Mount and Rebecca Romaine and Ethan Peck. Are you ready for it? What what could they possibly hear be here to talk about? Um, it's of a, a poorly kept secret, and we all wanted to see the entire next generation cast come together. I think more so expected, like could this show run three seasons without getting them all together one last time? You know, I'd speculated at the beginning of the season. Oh, it'll be for Picard's wedding to Laris at the end of the season. And there's everybody and Guinan. Okay. Um, It's, it's going to be the third season. These are not glorified cameos. They have joined the cast. Don't worry. The rest of our regular Picard cast is in it as well. Um, Jerry Ryan has, uh, has tweeted as much that, you know, Hey, look, look who came on to the show with us. Uh, does that mean that everybody makes it that we've not heard? Um, But it was a it was a fun thing if they weren't going to drop any, you know, first run content on um, first contact day. Other than, you know, the the 4K release of uh, Star Trek, the motion picture, which I was watching last night and still not as not dark, uh, actually, as they're telling you it is because of the restoration.
0: Pete Girati as a baddie in this episode. You know, Allison Pill, I think, was a gift to the has-been. I don't want to say was as though her time is over in the show. I, I think she was overlooked in the first season by some people and just so great in this episode. Um, so great, you know, sometimes playing both parts, sometimes obviously more kind of teeing off of either the unseen or probably, you know, off camera but unseen to Allison Pill uh seeing the board queen and all of that but what a force in this show
1: i am really looking forward to what else they're going to let her do we knew she could sing and to allow her to showcase that talent in this episode was great um but there's more coming
0: Let's use our long-range sensors to scan for some theories, Pete. Let's talk turkey here, okay? Do you think that as other shows coming back during the height of COVID uh, made a production decision to to cut an episode? Um, I'm assuming that was a way to deal with you know overtime costs due to COVID slowdowns, etc. Do you think that these COVID-era difficulties led to the production essentially giving Jonathan Frakes a two-part, 80-page script, which would equal about 40 minutes per, per part, and just say, dude, can you please come up with two episodes? Because this is a perfectly okay episode, which is, re- when you remove the multiple visits to Picard, clear, like, this is a 31-minute episode. Last week's episode was... Thirty-three minutes or so. Easily, you could have lumped this together, and it would have been the equal of a number of Kurtzman era Star Trek episodes in the fifty-eight to sixty-two minute range.
1: We won't know unless they tell us. Um, it comes down to this: nine longer episodes, ten shorter episodes, and the last two runtimes have, have been approximately in the thirty-minute uh, time frame. I think back to discovery's first season in which there were a couple that were, you know, in the high thirties, they also ran 15 episodes. Um, I'm good with 10 episodes. And if they're a little shorter, okay, that's the way that it goes. I mean, what a, what a guy to be able to turn that over to in Frakes. It's been funny. The last couple he's directed between the different shows in particular have not really been in his, you know, more action oriented wheelhouse. Okay. There's a, a hit and run in this episode. All right. They, they stopped the bus in the, in the previous episode. Um, but if anybody could, uh, you know, make lemonade out of, Lemons of, hey, we need this into two episodes because subscriptions or what have you. Uh, it's uh, season three cast member Jonathan Frakes.
0: You remind me that his I don't remember whether he did one or two episodes of uh, this most recent season of Discovery, but he did not get to film with the uh, the LED wall. Um, And that's not to say that all the LED wall episodes are like genius top 10 of all time, you know, uh, Star Trek episodes, but I, here's what I'm starting to imagine, Pete, that the, the, the man who sits at one of the heads of the table of the Star Trek family, the super capable director, uh, who also kind of knows he's got Star Trek and Star Trek has got him, um, you can kind of give him an episode that, maybe everybody knows is not the a plus home run and sit and go let's go make a great episode out of what you got um and that that you can rely on him to do that so there's there's a place for that certainly um pete looking ahead to next week's episode 207 clearly it's going to be an episode largely in Picard's mind okay me personally i am getting tired of the 2024 storyline will we be back in the 25th century at some point in episode 208 so we can spend a substantive part of the last two episodes maybe two or three episodes you know in the 21st century with starships that shoot lasers at each other and transporters and hand phasers and people going uh, I, the engine is out what should we do yeah. like i want that to happen when are we going to get there please tell me
1: i don't definitively know i'm gonna say i think i said last week 209 to get back
0: okay Pete, how will how will the story save Girati this time? Let's not forget she also needed a story save last season as well because she kind of killed a guy, but they chalked it up to the space mind meld, uh, space induced uh, craziness and whatnot. So, how will they deborg her, uh, or I guess will they deborg her,
1: uh, so that she can be the Legion Queen in uh, you know? I think it's 2,400, right? Is the year that they left. Uh, Um, Either
0: 2,400 or 2,401. I I know, I think Memory Alpha had done the math. I think it's
1: 2,400. I think it's, you know, a nice round number.
0: Um,
1: I mean, we'd be really surprised if it's somebody else in that helmet at this point. You know, initially thought maybe Soji, her absence from everybody else there being conspicuous, could could they do the... It's Soji's base with Jurati's voice. Could they do one of those? They could. Um, it's not the Borg Queen underneath there, okay? Annie worshiping that helmet's going to come up and it's not going to be her. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... I just really want to see these hijinks that... Gerardi is going to get into with the, the queen under control here, you know, setting her loose. She can hear all these voices. Is it a Borg, uh, origin story? I think that could be really cool. I mean, Matt, the, the season that has told us why Picard, uh, speaks with a British accent. Okay. um, that's done a lot of these other things. What else is escaping my mind at this point? They've, they've retconned and, and answered um, to on top of that, to give us a, a four origin and a a different form of Borg and everything there. I mean, that'd be really, really cool. Right.
0: It would be. Um, And speaking of Picard's origins here, I think there's the potential for next week's episode um, to delve into a subject that Patrick Stewart has only spoken about um, in more recent years uh, regarding the fact that Patrick Stewart grew up uh, in a home where his father was uh, was abusive and so forth. So I think the potential for that to kind of be, you know, for us to maybe for us to put on pause, you know, the fun of board queen dress up and song and dance and to to kind of delve into a topic that's a little bit more somber and serious. Um, Mm -hmm. and to take that pain that Patrick Stewart experienced and to work it into his by far most iconic character of his career and to, to kind of do something that maybe Picard as a series has not done a lot of, which is kind of like a Star Trek statement episode. Uh, I think that will be a, a welcome, if not uncomfortable journey.
1: I mean, he's got the memoir coming that he worked on during COVID, um, during the the shutdowns and everything like that. I I think all this as the capstone to a a venerable, uh, you know, career that has earned him the knighthood that he's uh, received. Um, I I think there's you know heft and, and gravitas to that and you know if if I have one complaint, it's that they kind of dragged this out, but I think to give it to us earlier, you know, you you would have lacked the the full weight that it should have. Um so I'm interested in seeing what, what has gone on in the characters past and how that echoes, obviously, what Sir Patrick's dealt with. Um, Speaking of demons, Matt, you kind of soft-pedaled it, but, you know, Raffi's seen two people. She thinks there's Elnor. They've had Eben Evangora, uh, you know, briefly in these two episodes, and here she almost relapsed with alcohol.
0: Is a slip coming? I think it all depends on how much time they have, how much time she has left, how much story time she has left in 2024. Um, like I said, it's kind of my expectation. Next week is by and large a bottle episode. Um, maybe you shot, maybe you've shot some stuff um, in the hospital room, either as part of the Freak shoot or next day shoot, you're back on the same set going, He's starting to come out of it no he's crashing wait laris is in there wait we've lost the laris signal you kind of those bookend things i think by and large we're in uh we're in picard's head you next called week. Her laris again oh but b- i did call her laris <laughs> uh which pete t- ties to a ties to a theory observation we'll get to in a moment but yeah um talon talon um look if if if, if if they have the if they have the go button ability at the end of two oh eight to, you know they've gotten Renee Picard on the thing which, part yeah at the end of two oh seven pardon me, I feel like in two oh eight you probably get Renee on the rocket it takes off haha ha, I've beaten you Q let's not forget Pete we also need to answer the question what's up with Q so we kind of have a do we get a soon Borg origin thing we need to. Get Renee on the th- uh, on the shuttle. We need to solve the Q issue. Do we return to the evil future? Do we go right back to the good future, which still has this Borg And Like, there's a lot of story. To me, that would suggest, with all due respect to Rafi as a character and to Michelle Hurd as a phenomenal actress, maybe they're just kind of, you know. Uh, standing and pl- marching in place with her like we got to give her something to do how about demons and guilt and substance abuse but i would suspect they're not really going to follow it up could that happen next week where gerardi has gone we're not getting jl back he's caught in the mind hole and she she is abusing alcohol or other substances sure However, if that's the case, I'm gonna be sitting saying to my TV, "This is all really great and powerful. It's a reminder to you know if you if you have a substance abuse problem, let's get help for it, and so on and so forth." But can we get back to the shiny bridge with the ship that shoots phasers and photon torpedoes? That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) So you don't want
1: character development; you want special effects.
0: Well, look, yeah, I I know as I say it, I'm sounding a little, you know, like oh, it's it's dark trek. Oh, somebody's crying again. Like I'm certainly not taking that point of view. I just feel like there's a reason why the voyage home was not two two movies it was one um and why it was not the whole movie it was the middle two-thirds they were in the 1980s and then there was some stuff in the beginning stuff at the end and it ends with here's an enterprise um let's say this though pete you want to talk about character development here's maybe a little tip of the hand that the show gave the subtitles which can be wrong but someone is making choices. Someone's making conscious dis- uh, decisions about the subtitles. Um, some of Talon's... One um, line. One line, but some of Talon's words are said to be Romulan. Do we get... I guess, well, let me go to the heart of what I think could be the case. Is it revealed that uh, Laris is... Uh, has been watching over Picard because Laris, either through time travel or whatever, the regular rules of the mysterious supervisor folks, um, Laris is Talon later in the timeline looking out for another Picard.
1: Can I flip that around? What if supervisors uh, are Romulan, Jad Vash, if there's some connection there?
0: That would be really fun. We know that the Romulans are thousands of years more advanced. I believe we know from last season that the Romulans are thousands of years, let's say, you know, ahead of the curve. Like they were in the stars 2000 years ago, that, that kind of thing. That would be really fun. Again, it's kind of like the, the show in my mind, whoever pitched like, Hey, let's do Gary Seven's people. Like that's flying close to the sun, but they've done so well. You want to double down and go. And Gary Seven's people behind his people were Romulans in a very Romulan style, secretly trying to tug at the strings of galactic events. Uh, that could really, really work.
1: Is the show setting up Rios staying behind this discussion that he has with Rafi, uh, about how much he loves the 21st century and his seeming feelings for Teresa. Um, and she also knows, Rafi does, this is not how Rios normally is. Uh was referred to him before as an existential spaceman. <laughs> is our favorite existential spaceman going to stay?
0: I sure hope not, because I'm really charmed by the idea of Star Trek Stargazer, which is not a great title. But I want to see what was promised, what was hinted at. I shouldn't say promised. Star Trek Gazer? Something like that. Star Trek I, Gazers? Um,
1: Stargazer
0: Trek? I want to see that Star show. Gazer Trek? You know, I want to see that show with Captain Rios, with Civilian Jurati, also his, you know, his, his the the Counselor Troy to his Riker, if you will. Um, well,
1: she's been a member of Starfleet before.
0: Yeah, like, I, I want, I, that's, that's what I would love to hear at the end of, um Picard season three that there's you know there's a, a post credit scene or something like that and it's you know so like the Admiral used to say let's see what's out there boom that's coming in 2024 <laughs> coming in 2024 a Star Trek Stargazer better better title coming you know um so yeah now that's Ed Pete that's what that's my want Rios however acting as a Real character in this fictional narrative. Uh, Rios may have a case to stay. I mean, I think that if Rios is part of my away team, I'm like, no, you're going to get phasered to stun because you can't stay here. And you mess up the timeline. and we're going to go back and everybody's going to be whatever. It's going to be the, a new mistake. We have to come back and get you back to the future two style. Um, but could it be? I mean, it's a tempting way for the show to take a story toll on one of these characters so it could be i mean pete you flipped back my thing before let me flip it back on you i know we can't take people from the past and bring them to the future but kirk did it so could we take dr Teresa with us and maybe have someone kind of self-ironically go didn't admiral kirk do this some some they've done it in a couple episodes this season
1: Picard has been the one to mention that. Now you got my wheels spinning, Matt. Oh,
0: hey, welcome to the bridge, Dr. Teresa. Um I'm all for it. I I I think there's um I feel like that's a better solution. (laughs) And then maybe just don't don't strand her in the next installment like you did with you
1: can't take Rios off the bridge of the stargazer in the future. And it'd be pretty dumb if, oh, and he made the choice to stay behind. So, hey, the captain's gone, and Admiral Picard's in command now. Sorry, that nobody remembers Rios.
0: Yeah, um, Pete, how about this? What? Why don't we split the difference? And not split the baby, but we could split the the Dr. Teresa. What if the story price is that they need to say goodbye? You know, uh, star-crossed lovers, et cetera. In fact, maybe somebody can even say those words. I could see Picard saying, Rios, you two are star-crossed lovers. <laughs> so Rios has to say goodbye. Star-gazer, cross-lover. Yeah. <laughs> Rios has to say goodbye to her. She has to stay here. He, he hugs her. They hold hands close up on the hand holding. They then beam away and she opens her hand. And it's what I don't know. It's the hypo spray, it's the transparent aluminum of her story arc.
1: That could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm completely for it. I mean, we have this seeming love triangle right now, right? Gerardi still has feelings of a sort. For Rios, he does not seem to completely be over her either. And now Teresa's been introduced to this situation. Um, Yeah, good drama comes out of conflict. So all for it there. Matt, I mentioned it in our recap. We're going to Europa and we're going to have whatever Dr. Sung is doing uh apparently now or uh has already happened
0: <laughs> you mean in our timeline or the star trek timeline
1: well i mean aren't they the same though
0: <laughs> well um you don't remember gary seven i don't i also don't remember well i guess let's see Khan. the nuclear horrors are still ha- still have yet to occur um my uh, god they did yeah. the uh
1: eugenics wars did not happen in 1996
0: well let's see the eugenics uh, yeah the eugenics wars would have already happened it's the nuclear horrors that have yet to happen so um i guess you take the good with the bad and good news pete with covid now merely endemic and the possibility of an economic downturn uh, downturn occurring next year and gas prices all crazy and hopefully stuff in eastern europe doesn't lead to all-out global war we're doing better in the short term than the star trek universe did around this time period so hooray us is renee safe i think renee look renee ultimately has to be safe otherwise pete they'll do what jj was trying to do all along which is to destroy everything star trek asterisk jj actually wasn't trying to do that the creation of the kelvin universe was a novel way to keep what you had and do something new
1: what about this line of dialogue that teresa said that she stuck her hands in rios's boss's chest
0: um i mean that was with the whole shocker paddles thing right in his chest well you know what Pete? on his Some... chest sometimes you you miss say when it's your fourth or fifth take because Frakes is there behind the camera smacking his Nicorette gum nonstop. okay and and you flub a line that ends up being the best line you meant to say on it came out as in it makes the edit you know what things aren't perfect
1: is Teresa gonna turn on our time travelers
0: I hope not. She's such a good and decent character. Um, it is a very great line, you know, we're the good guys, the good guys don't say that. Um I feel like I hopefully sometimes the good guys and gals and, and non-binary folks can say we're the good people. Um maybe that's part of her arc for whatever is left of the 20 uh 24 portion of this story that she finds out that they are. The good guys, etc.
1: All these uh, children, daughters that um, Sung has created, daughters of gods, seeing himself as a god. I mean, symbolism's very strong there. What is it he's doing?
0: Yeah, and let alone who's the he. It's not just any Sung, it's Adam Sung. So, oh, I'm the beginning of the next line and all that um i give credit to the show and i guess by extension spiner because he apparently it was like his season two contract was i'm uh, not playing data let come up with something else um so i give credit to all to say we're just gonna you know we're gonna take a little path to get there but we're just gonna make him a bad guy i mean you want to say oh he's trying to find the genetic cure for his sick daughter totally sympathetic last week we were all saying but there's that look when she mentions mom and we're, we're getting some bad guy vibes. And if you know the soon characters, particularly the, um, you know, genetically modified folks, I think he was in two episodes of uh, star Trek enterprise. It was the same thing. I have all these aspirations and we're going to make genetic improvements. And along the way, we're just going to kill a bunch of people who stand in our way because it's, you know, because that soon was crazy too. Um, I I think it's beautifully in line with the idea that most of these Soongs are trouble, that Data, the wide-eyed, you know, innocent, uh, filled with nothing but goodness, was the exception. Um, obviously, that was not the case when the character was created, but in retrospect, you know, lore, evil, B4 didn't work. There were two or three models before B4 that worked even less. Like, this is just a... These Soongs are are increasingly crazy and failed one of them just lucked into one data working correctly does
1: talon go into picard's mind as
0: a cat (laughs) um i think talon is going to be our ebenezer scrooge in it like she will be walking through saying wait what's wrong little i mean i guess actually scrooge did not interact with the people when he's in the past present future and all that but just the point being i think it's going to be talon walking through the mansion saying little boy what's wrong monster what's the monster oh it's revealed to be the specter of this abusive father who's ruining the lives of the family by behaving as he does and so forth um i think she will be pete if i can pull from another show we've watched this week i think she will be the avatar for the audience um If they could work out a way where somebody turns into a cat, just like in assignment earth, that will be a bonus with that. Let's head to hailing frequencies.
2: Hailing frequencies open, sir.
0: We start Pete, as we always do with our Twitter poll, which uh, gave the following brainy options, oddly edited brain. Pete, that was my sly way of throwing rocks and saying all this, you know, 24 minutes, 18 minutes. It's them just padding out the episode, but Pete, other people didn't go for it got zero percent i guess those people who downvote (laughs) the, the people who truly downvote hashtag star trek picard don't watch the episode so they didn't know it was a slam so there you go
1: well now we have on twitter we have strangely no upvote i guess that's the favorite there are downvotes to tweets you've seen those right no i haven't yeah go through and look you can you can see there are downvotes the downvotes are anonymous but they're there nonetheless
0: it's a brand new world um next choice was musical brain songs got 5.6 percent uh next is robo brain reflections got 5.6 percent and then there were two brains one head that got 88.9 percent pete i'll be the first one to admit okay in an attempt for me to avoid a four three two one so people just randomly people who don't really follow the account and people don't follow the podcast can't just randomly downvote it you know sometimes i just go for a box of four crazy options these all are clearly references to the episode which one is better than the other one I, i don't know i guess two brains is better than the rest um, but pete it's the comments where the real thoughts live here first comment here from james the sagacious it's that big killing on twitter weird subtitles indicated talon was speaking romulan i think this will shape up to be an origin story for the tng timeline q Ooh. Mm-hmm. Pete, let's, let me pause his words here and ponder that for a second the idea that this old q who we are all assuming is later in life because so is john delancey so are we all that he might be reborn as the Q that we know and it being some sort of time loop. I really like that.
1: That could be really good, yeah.
0: Uh, James says, I think this Q is old slash dying and somehow made a future version of himself to go back and heal himself. Which makes no sense except that it explains his Picard bloodline fixation. Somehow Q, Guinan, and the Sungs and the Borg Queens keep running into each other. I think we'll get an explanation. Also, the queen outdid Mark this week. Uh, that the character from Moon Knight for reflection. Take, uh, let me take over pep talks. Uh, next up, we hear from uh, Andre Jaeger at Doctor Polo 1983. Great episode. gerardi has some lungs. Uh, has to suspend some disbelief that the band would automatically know what to play, but I'm okay with it. Uh, two minds, uh, or great minds think alike there, Andre. Uh, Andre says, Frakes always seems to have some type of music in his episodes. Can't wait to see what's going on in Picard's mind. Uh, Make it so, Casey L Y L E one on Twitter replied, bear with me, the band has earpieces um, uh, in because musicians and Queenie was able to send them the music they needed to play. And Queenie is well-versed mm. in late 20th century pop rock, assimilated knowledge, <laughs> Um Andre says, "Okay, good thought. That's believable and reasonable." Uh, Pete, I would say, in the spirit that make it so gives it to us, I would say I'm I'm on board with it. Yes. Uh, next, JT Adkins. JTA is me. I'm not I'm not normally a fan of the overuse of X minutes earlier device, but it works very well here. Such a great episode agnes belting queenie deceiving p i love that the queenie nickname is really taken off here queenie deceiving jl encouraging very nice speech rio savoring rafi worrying seven um severing uh, sevening and me uh enjoying a rare moment where i think my theory from last week might be right Corey is a clone and all subsequent brent spiner soongs are clones too This episode expertly balanced character moments and plot. Star Trek Picard does it again. Thank folks. Thanks folks. Pete, I had read that tweet earlier and uh, this whole podcast, I've been trying not to bring up that point because I didn't want to steal a theory, which was not mine. Let's pause on that for a moment. Are the future soons clones of Adam here, Adam of all names. And therefore the, the badness is built in, in that regard.
1: I would make too much sense.
0: Spiderham Lincoln at TessLC139 says, This was a good middle episode, a calm before the storm that's getting up a cyclone of events for the last third of the season. So Corey is a clone, and Soong's descendants eventually switched to creating androids when cloning failed. I like this reveal as it makes sense for Adam, but I don't like his nefarious turn. Talon 2 JL. I've been protecting Renee from afar for 24 years. I may have lost my touch a little when it comes to engaging with humans. Ooh, that is a direct line. I had not stopped to focus on that. Spider-Hamlin has a thought on it in a second, Pete. But um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, an interesting line. Let me just continue here. I believe Talon is Isis, Gary Seven's cat, a shapeshifter who also communicated through telepathy and was promoted to supervisor sometime between 1968 and 2000. Picard's encouraging conversation with Renee was one of the best scenes of the episode and shows us what a great father figure he is. And finally, Allison Pill has some pipes. I'm digging her uh, her arc. Pete, any thoughts there that you know, you've said, you, you've, I think, half-jokingly mentioned Isis, Gary Seven's cat, and you know, or like a shape-shifting cat. Could Talon be it?
1: Orla Brady's tweeted about it. Um, not that she's breaking ranks and like, no, I turn into a cat and I go into Picard's mind or just turn into a cat in general. But <laughs> the the actress who has uttered a line as uh laris about being cheeky cheeky herself
0: there we go uh let's hear from uh hear more from make it so who says this show is crazy and i'm loving it i've never been part of the new trek old trek bs i just want to be entertained and the show is doing it i love annie worthing's take in the queen and the interplay with agnes looks like next week is a deep dive into picard's mind and i assume his past so the soongs are starting uh, with cloning then move down and- to androids are-, are they all barren too much inbreeding hence why they all look the same mm-hmm. laughing emoji just a theory sad that we are more than half done maybe Teresa is the masked board queen pete we've thrown in every other <laughs> female form what are your thoughts there? You want to put Teresa on the I board? D-
1: I don't know that a newcomer could could carry off the the Borg Queen. I mean, it it's a different thing, and you know the idea that they screwed up the mission at the beginning of the season that they needed to just say yes, you you can join the Federation, or that it was misunderstood that they weren't quite understanding or the legion the borg weren't getting it right um if it's teresa in there i, I just think it muddies those waters
0: a couple of tweets here from ms myra that's at myra myra carmel uh i kept missing your polls so i set up a notification for your tweets uh, <laughs> like love emoji love the show so much do you think it's odd that they came out with the news about next season so soon though pete i had replied that um while it's not going to make viewers of season two watch season two anymore, it might be enough to get people who are excited about season three uh, to, to go, oh man, there's 15 or 16 episodes of this show already. Let me check it out. Um, Ms. Meyer also said, why would Q tell Picard about the time issue, then fight him to try and correct it? This confuses me. Is it the game? But he didn't say this wasn't a game. Hopefully Q's motives will come clear soon, but wow, what an ending. So Pete, I think it's a solid question. Um, is this the continuation of the trial as marketing made us think, why would Q tell Picard if this is, uh, uh, to coin a phrase, a no win scenario, there's something wrong with Q.
1: I mean, he's shown us, there's something wrong with him. And, you know, that has been a thing before that he's needed help, perhaps never on this level.
0: I'll also add as well, Pete, uh, to Ms. Myra's mentioning that the uh, the polls, she was missing the polls. Um, the polls almost always go up the day the episode airs and they come down uh, two days later. In fact, Pete, no one has really noticed, but usually I said it for two days 17 hours and one minute which gets us like the next morning you know the morning that i want but it's also 1701 so there you go but you can always check our twitter anytime if we're talking star trek anytime thursday night all day friday into saturday morning at least on the east coast of these united states uh to find the poll there in our twitter stream Twitter. pete let's now go to the email inbox uh where we hear from uh mm-hmm. stacy uh aka stingray aka trek girl 88 on twitter who said uh that this week had great episodes she's sharing thoughts for or she shared thoughts for moon Knight on yesterday's podcast uh, more for her today too many words to be contained by twitter so on the topic of picard stacy says i fully expected a heist episode like last season but this was better the earlier that night framing device can go either way for me but i think it worked for this episode we're worried about picard from the jump uh even as we watch him do his thing allison pill can sing She and Annie Wershing are an amazing pair. I cannot wait to see how this plays out. I said it last week, it's still true. It's going to be so bad, but also so good. Michelle Hurd continues to kill it, portraying her grief. Pete mentioned last week how he couldn't imagine anyone else playing this role with such humanity, and I agree. Every time Raffi thinks she sees Elnor, and it isn't, my heart breaks for her. We knew Soong was hinky. There's that word again. Hashtag Hinky Soong to go along with Hinky Tarka. Um, But phew, he's really living the ends justify the means. Did anyone else notice that Talon swears in Romulan when she and Picard are looking to see who Renee is texting? I wouldn't have recognized it, but closed captioning said speaks Romulan in that moment. And the fact that she calls what she's doing uh, to get into Picard's mind, a mind meld, has Mm -hmm. me wondering who she really is. Uh, only four episodes left. That from Stacy. Uh Pete, does that, I mean, I, I know we had touched on some of that, uh, although not the specific verbiage of Talon says mind meld. Let's look at that. Um, well, does the that...
1: supervisors are aware of Vulcans, right?
0: Presumably. Gary Seven interacted yes. with Spock? Yes. Gary Seven definitely interacted with Spock and may have, may have recognized him as a Vulcan and like, wait, what are you guys doing here? You're not supposed to be here. So, interesting stuff there. Absolutely. Uh, Pete, let's now head to the bridge to hear from Admiral Fred of the Netherlands.
2: Hello, Matt and Pete, and all listeners to Fantastic Geek. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Star Trek Picard Season 2, Episode 6. I gave this episode an 8 on IMDb. I really liked the... Alison Pill performance here, the singing, the interaction with the Borg Queen, really, really nice. Um, I really wonder if she sang Alison Pill as Agnes herself or it's dubbed. Second episode in a row, directed by Jonathan Frakes. And I think that shows. Although I not always find the Jonathan Frakes episodes the best ones but this was uh, quite okay. So I often find what he does with the story is quite good but the story is not always that good. So he has the limitations of the script. My expectation, as I said in previous podcasts, that Rios will end up in problems leaving Dr. Teresa Ramirez behind if he goes back to the future. Uh, You really see that in this episode. But probably many other people have seen that coming as well. When the Borg Queen takes over Agnes by her endorphins she shortly gets these typically black eyes which we see in so many series as a sign of that you're being taken over by some kind of other entity alien whatever so i found that a little trope but it's a standard signal and now we know okay she's taken over i don't know yet what to think of the core song story I just wait until that develops further to give a judgment about that story. Because I still find it strange that we see Isa Briones here in 2024. Must be very strange for Picard to look into a face that looks quite similar to Data. By the way of course not strange for Sir Patrick and Brand Spire but for Picard. I think his reaction was quite mild, or almost not there, in the sense of recognition. Actually, I would have expected more amazement in his face. Okay, that will be all for this time. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands.
0: Pete, Fred covering here uh, a real high point of the episode that... That Allison Pill and Annie Wershing shared, uh, you know, they, they have this great chemistry. So it has me thinking, Pete, if the show is okay with kind of the wink, wink, nod, nod of like, you know, uh, AI Soong looks like Brent Spiner, who looks like Data, who looks like Adam Sung, and Corey looks like uh, um, Soji, and so forth even with like, let's assume at the end of the season, the board queen banished or whatever. Um, could we get Annie Wershing back next season as another character? You know, here's Lieutenant Commander Bajoran or something like that. And kind of, does she look familiar? Nah, it's, it's, all these faces we see out here in space where they're bound to look similar. Can we bring her back as a different character next season and get more Allison Pill and Annie Wershing time together? they keep
1: teasing this really great villain and I'm dying to know who it is. It, it wasn't the time to make that announcement when you uh, brought back the entire next-gen cast. Um, could one of them go rogue? Is is that the Spiner role? I mean, that could be super tantalizing. Um, Annie Warshing has pretty much laid the borg queen more than anybody has now (laughs) um bring give us more bring her back uh have that be a thing if we get star trek gazer show that was indeed allison pill singing uh you can find all sorts of clips of her uh talents Um i've not seen Uh, Anything else where she sings? I don't know if she sings in Scott Pilgrim. Um, I haven't watched all of it. I know she's in that. Uh, But yes, that was her singing. I was wondering, did they have her uh, lip syncing and have Worshing uh, sing it? It it was Allison Pill.
0: Pete, keeping our podcast song going as everyone who supports us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek and of course our thanks as always everybody who contributes
1: gets access to exclusive podcast content all sorts of levels to choose from but it takes just a dollar a month to get you through that door to our europa mission gala and beyond So get yourself over to uh, Patreon.com slash FantasticGeek with the PH, all one word. Um, Can't contribute right now? Get over to Apple Podcasts. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, leaves a rating for Picard, for Strange New Worlds, could really use those. Uh, For Moon Knight, anything that's going to help us with that algorithm uh, really, really assists us.
0: And of course, Pete, with those four episodes to go, let's keep the conversation going for Star Trek Picard. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? Find me
1: on Twitter at Peter, R K E T E L A A R 12,461 followers.
0: Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter, looking back, lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on fantasticgeek.com Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the p and the h like it today as mentioned at the top uh over on our lower decks podcast and of course the pop culture podcast feed we're going to do a little lower decks conversation tomorrow uh for right now though if you're here for star trek picard we are back next star trek sunday to talk episode 207 with that pete i will say adios to all listeners and give you the final word
1: the why matters and you are my why Thank